how we doing? Welcome to another edition of Can We Keep It Real? Sports edition. The Celtics. Wow. Like, I bet LeBron James did not see this coming. But to tell you the truth, it'll be better if LeBron James, for his long-term legacy, gets beat by the Celtics because he's tired. He's not going to go on and play in the finals and win. So for his legacy, I would pretty much, I think it's better if if they gave it up today. I mean, the other game, game two, he was on his game. He pretty much tried to put them all on his back. But it ain't enough for the greats of Jalen Brown, Terry Rozier, Jason Tatum. Like, whoever thought these, these three players, when your big guys go down, Gordon Hayward goes down, you got Kylie Irving, and so on. Like, People really thought Danny Ainge, they're laughing at him. Like, what's this guy going to do with his team? He held on to them New Jersey picks for the Paul Pierce forever. I mean, most people say it's the best players on the court win. The regular season don't matter. Coaches have a small impact. Youth can't prevail. Role players are interchangeable. I mean, you would think that's the case because usually it's the same team in the finals year after year, but I think this year, it's a little bit different. Now you have a great, young, hungry Celtics team that's not afraid to ball. They have, they don't even have their best players on the court in any of their three playoff series. Yet, they're up 2-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals going into Game 3 on Saturday against the Cavs. But the Celtics are 9-0, at the TD Garden. Like, yo, this is like, this is phenomenal. This is gonna be one for the ages. They leaned on their starters for big minutes due to injuries. But, we have yet to say each member of the rotation flourishing his own role affect the victory at any point during the run. They lost All-Star Hayward for the year on opening night. All-Star Kylie Irving for the season in March. Honestly, at that point, I thought it was a wrap after Irving went down. I thought they might make the playoffs. Didn't think they would go deep. And without Brown and Marcus Smart, and I've been without key reserves, Shane Larkin, Daniel Thies, and yet to have won seven of their last eight postseasons. And perhaps most important of all, they execute during defining moments of each of the three playoff series against great teams. I think you could take a lot from the Celtics. I mean, even Kevin Love said they do what his team needs to do. They had all their starters in double figures. That comes from not only Stevens putting them in the right role, right position, but they moved the ball. They make more cuts than a pair of friggin' scissors. Marcus Smart, a plus 21 in the game. He does everything on the floor. I think we can learn. I think a lot of people can learn from this team. I think the Celtics, for the next few years, are going to be the team to beat. People are starting to learn that they may have something to consider 
I know predictability of NBA playoffs, but because this team has done what traditionally hasn't been done and is two victories away from going to the finals, yo, I'm looking forward to this. Go Celtics. We'll see what happens Saturday. Game three. Celtics going to the finals in five, baby. Stay tuned. We'll be discussing Matt Light, Hall of Fame honors, Patriots, how we missed his phone call from Mr. Kraft. Thanks for listening to Can We Keep It Real podcast. And the Boston Celtics, they're keeping it real. Hey, thanks. We're back. Another edition. Can We Keep It Real podcast. This is the Boston Sports Edition. Matt Light missed an important phone call on Tuesday. Robert Kraft, the owner, called Matt Light to let him know he's going to be inducted as the newest member of the New England Patriots Hall of Fame. When Matt Light missed the first call from Patriots owner Robert Kraft on Tuesday, he was busy in Brockton helping kids. Then on Wednesday, he's deep in the woods. Aiming down his sights, looking at some turkeys, and he said, Oh, maybe I should put my phone on. Well, it's a good thing you did, Matt, because guess what? Now you just got the information that you are the newest member of the Patriots Hall of Fame. Yes, you were voted by the fans as the 27th person to be inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. First and foremost, congratulations, Matt Light. When Matt found out, he said it was very humbling. It's the biggest honor that I think, that I can think of where you're being recognized by the people in the community and the fans that really understood you as a player. It's hard to put in words. He, Matt Lay said he had the opportunity to come to New England and play football. He didn't have any major dreams growing up to be in the NFL. But I was one of them guys that was fortunate not only to make it to the NFL, but making it to a great organization. Matt Light spent his entire year protecting Brady's blind side with the Pats, and he becomes the sixth player to enter the hall with three Super Bowl rings, joining, yes, that's right, joining Kevin Falk, Troy Brown, Teddy Bruschi, Ty Law, and Willie the Man. McGinnis, like, what a lineup to be mentioned in. A second round pick in 01, Light started 153 of 155 games for the Pats, anchoring the left tackle position. He was named the three Pro Bowls and All-Pro in 07. For those who know Matt Light, he's a joker. He famously removed teammates' wheels off their cars and placed them in the locker room. Matt went on to say at so many moments that things stand out in his mind, that things are more centered around the locker room and meeting room and road travel in the former Pro Bowl said. Light was elected by a vote, beating our linebacker Mike Vrabel and Richard Seymour, which I think both them guys will eventually get into the Patriots Hall of Fame. Mike Vrabel did so much for this team, and I wish Mike Vrabel a lot of success in his new head coaching job. But this is Matt Light's time. His induction ceremony will be held outside the hall at Patriots Place on Saturday, September 29th, if fans want to go. 
There's an outdoor ceremony is free and open to the public. Yes, it'll be open to the public. He'll be honored with a halftime ceremony during the Pats home game against the Dolphins on September 30th. More from Foxborough. The morning started early. Before the players even knew it, there was a vehicle headed north in Boston. During the drive, the group talked about practice, life, and the day's events. Events like Wednesday are about giving back. James Vite, Kyle Van Noy, Jordan Matthews, Cordell Patterson, and Javi Langer and Derek Rivers came together to give back. The six Pats spent more than the morning at Boston's Children's Hospital meeting patients and also making the children's smoothies. During the morning, group also learned of each other. It was a good example on how giving back can bring a team together earlier in the offseason, one player said. It's a great team bonding experience, said White. It's a 45-minute drive on a bus over here, and we kind of talk, laugh about what's going on in practice and getting to know each other. For Matthews and Patterson, Wednesday marked one of their first charity events with the Pats after joining the team this offseason for the Pats community work. It's a big part of the program. Wednesday was the second time the off-season players met with the children at the Patient Entertainment Center inside the hospital. Former Patriots running back Andy Johnson died in Georgia early Wednesday morning following a long illness. The team announced he was 65. Johnson was drafted by New England in the fifth round, 112th overall in 1974 out of Georgia, where he started at quarterback. He spent eight years with the Patriots before finishing his career in the U.S. Football League Boston Breakers in 83. He had 491 rushing attempts for 2,017 yards and 13 rushing touchdowns. He caught 161 passes for 1,807 and nine touchdowns during his Patriots career. You will be missed, Andy Johnson. Rockets beat the Warriors 127-105. The Warriors took a 127-105 Game 2 loss against the Rockets on Wednesday to tie the Western Conference Finals at 1. The loss contrasted with the Warriors' dominating Game 1 win over Houston on Monday. Instead of showing strength in numbers, the Warriors lacked offense depth. Kevin Durant nearly did everything with 38 points on 13 of 22 shooting, 3 of 7 from the 3 range, and 9 of 9 from the free throw. The Warrior guard Steph Curry locked the perimeter shooting, 16 points on 7 for 19. Thank you for listening to Can We Keep It Real Podcast with McGee Rebello.